Uh, things are slowly coming back to normal for your Golden State Warriors. I got the voice of the Santa Cruz Warriors, who's sort of like the foundation of the Golden State Warriors, right? Kevin Dana, how you doing, brother? You ready to go? Hey, doing great, Cyrus. Thanks for having me on, man. Beautiful. Let's do this. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. He's Kevin Dana. You can follow him on Twitter at Kevo408. I'm Cyrus Sotsas. You can follow me on Twitter at DogSurfRoadShow. Roadshow. you can follow this program on Twitter at Locked On Dubs. Last night, the Warriors finally started resembling the Warriors we know. A very convincing win over the Dallas Mavericks. And with me is the voice of the Santa Cruz Warriors, the G League affiliate of the Golden State Warriors, Kevin Dana. Kevin, how are you doing, brother? And give us your, your immediate feedback, your first thoughts from, uh, from, from how you felt and thought from last night's game against the Mavs. Yeah, my first thoughts were that's more like it, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, I mean, four and one on the road uh, on the home stand so far. You're not going to complain about four and one. I mean, you could complain about the loss to Indiana. That was frustrating. But, I mean, this was kind of the Golden State team. We saw the first 21 games or so of the season kind of up through the Christmas game uh, uh, against the Phoenix Suns on the road. Just, I mean, anything you wanted to see outside of Steph hitting like 50% of his threes, you basically got in that game. Clay with his best game of the regular season. Jonathan Kaminga, albeit a lot in garbage time, just dominating. And, and Steph having a really nice floor game overall. Looney being Looney. Pool off the bench. I mean, we can get into all of that, but just uh, uh, like, all right, that's more like it. That was kind of the first thing that came to my mind. Oh, heck yeah. And I'm actually going to share for the, for the people watching on YouTube. Uh, I'm going to uh, display right now um, the box score from the game. So people can kind of see like how the Warriors performed uh, just to kind of recap. First things first, uh, as the voice of the Santa Cruz Warriors, you see a lot of these youngsters up close you're obviously doing your research, so when you're actually broadcasting these games, you sound like a professional and not like an amateur. And on a side note, by the way, for people who are not familiar with Kevin, he is a pro. I fully endorse you if and when the time comes Thank when you, you become the next voice of the Warriors. Um, and, and that's going to come at some point. I think you're, you're the obvious successor. It's just uh, I don't know how old uh, your predecessors are and how much longer they're going to stay in those seats. But uh, but you, you look at Jonathan Kaminga closely, especially. You look at Moses Moody. Uh, closely, these are two particular players who seem to be bouncing back and forth between the Warriors uh, uh, in San Francisco versus Santa Cruz. Um, I guess first things first, man. They're both they both seem to light it up when they play for Santa Cruz. Um, in your opinion, like, do you think they're ready to play on a more regular basis? And why do you think Steve Kerr is so uh, tentative in giving them the minutes that I personally think they deserve? Yeah, so I think Jonathan is ready right now. For, I mean, 22 points in 18 minutes. Uh, for the first time this year, That I, and I check this about once a week, so maybe it's not the first day, but the first time this year I've seen him crack the top 20 in rookie scoring because yes. you know, he, he's got up to 6.8 points per game. He's just behind Io DeSumo, I think, at 6 point. I actually, no, Io DeSumo is around 7. He's behind Io DeSumo by 0.1 rebounds per game to be in the top 20 in rebounding. But he is making his way up the rookie ladder, which I like to see. And, and the thing with him is Kaminga's playing 12 minutes a game, and the rest right. of these rookies are playing 20 to 25-plus minutes a game. So I, oh. I think Kaminga has certainly kind of proved himself. And, and really – 
what I kind of saw as being the taking off moment for coming and I'll get to Moody in a little bit is when uh, they, when he was with Santa Cruz, they played at the Memphis hustle the night before the Warriors played at Memphis. So everyone uh, kind of the the Warriors staff kind of split itself and the players and staff split itself between going to James Wiseman's high school uh, retirement Jersey night and going to the, to the Santa Cruz Warriors Memphis hustle game, which is at, in South Haven, Mississippi, it's like 20 minutes south, the 15 minutes south of Memphis, something like that. And, and Steve Kerr and John Malalea, uh, one of the assistant coach coaches, were in attendance. And Jonathan Kaminga. Nice enunciation, by the way. Sorry to interrupt, yeah. but that, what an enunciation there, brother. That was <laughs> That's not easy. Well, thank you. Hey, that, that, that's really training because John Malalea was the former head coach of the Raptors 905, so I had some practice <laughs> saying that name before. But... Um, to, to be quite frank, Jonathan did not play well. And it wasn't that he didn't play well. I mean, 11, 8, and 8, it was the three, I think he was like 3 of 12 from the floor. The eight rebounds, eight assists, yeah, that's fine. But he didn't play hard, and it was evident. And like Drew Schiller, my my color commentator, fantastic Love uh, him. commentator. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he was pointed out at pretty much every play. It looked like he was going out there to get a sweat and not to, like, play hard. And, and Steve Kerr basically said as much to him and to the media. And since then he's been playing hard. And since then he's been in the lineup, in the rotation with golden state, a couple of starts sprinkled in there uh, when Otto Porter jr. Can't play now. Now Otto Porter kind of has that Draymond spark starting spot for the time being. But I think that kind of like got into him a little bit. He's only 19 years old and playing hard. You'll hear people say playing hard is a skill. It is something that needs to be developed. He just didn't bring it that night. And since then, I feel like he's really brought it. I think that message has kind of set in with him. He's taken a lot better shots. He His three-point percentage, Anthony Slater tweeting it out, or actually in his latest recap, he's 41% from three since the month of December. Now, 18 of 44 isn't a huge sample size, but it's right. not nothing. It's not four of 10. So, exactly. Yeah, so that's, that's what I like about I think Jonathan is ready to be a rotation player in the 12 to 15 minutes a night range. Um why and not just to interrupt you, and, and yeah. just interrupt you real quick. Uh, uh, is that the reason why you think? Because there's been a lot of uh, chatter, some speculation about why Kaminga was pulled from the starting rotation. Because Kerr literally came out and said he's our starter until Draymond comes back, and then like just the short time later, he's out. So you're saying you think the reason why is because of a lack of hustle and effort, and that was the message that Kerr was conveying to to Kaminga. So uh, let me clarify. So he got pulled out of the starting line. That that was all after like. So when he got it, so if I'm getting my timeline right, that all of this has happened after that game. It, Interesting. It not okay. because it, it, it's not because of lack of a hustle in a Golden State game. Um, and, like, I think he had started in Golden State games after that game, that G League game in Memphis I'm talking about. So gotcha. that okay. didn't have anything to do with it. Uh, I don't think, like, his recent benching has anything to do with a lack of playing hard. I think he has played hard. Uh, for the okay. most part, for, for Golden State. Uh, he said it in his post-game presser last night, Steve Kerr, uh, that it's not, uh, I think, what was the word, an indictment of his play that he went to the bench. I mean, like, all right, maybe Jonathan Kaminga, all right, he does have a higher ceiling than Otto Porter Jr. Let, let's not kid ourselves. But right now, Otto <laughs> Porter Jr. is the more accomplished NBA player. Yeah. And I, I think it's tough to take Otto Porter Jr. out of the lineup. <laughs> When he has the experience he's had, when he's having the season he's having, north of 40% from three, big-time rebounding, big-time shot-making, 
it, it's tough to take that guy out of the starting lineup when Draymond Green is out for however long he's going to be out. So I think that's why he's not in the starting lineup right now. Gotcha. Okay. Sorry to, sorry to interrupt you with yeah. your, I know you're rolling there, man. I, I just, uh, a lot of no. people are talking about like, why isn't Kaminga playing more? Why was he suddenly? And so you think it's just a simple, it's just a simple matter of who the better player is, which in your case is auto Porter or what you're saying is, is that auto Porter jr. Is just a, a better suited player for a championship pursuing team. Um, and that makes sense. I, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so. Kaminga's 19 years old and I think he is an NBA contributor right now. Um, and I think he's perfect in the role he's playing right now. If you if you can get 15 minutes a game out of Jonathan Kaminga, like what he gave you in 18 minutes last night, you know if he's going to give you 10 points, if he can get his averages up to by the end of the season, like eight and a half points and three and a half rebounds, I think that's a very good rookie season in like 15 to 16 minutes, uh, maybe right. 14, 15 minutes a game. Yeah, he's not going to be getting Josh Giddy minutes, but like Josh <laughs> yeah. Giddy is on a, a team that's like 14 and 32 right now. Right. And, yeah. And all they're doing is playing young players. You know, Jonathan Kaminga's competing for an NBA title this year. And it only you, makes man. sense. And especially, and honestly, uh, when Draymond comes back and, if, and if Wiseman's able to contribute, I actually don't know if Wiseman's min, uh, Kaminga's minutes are going to get north of 12 per game on average, right? Because the front court. And he can kind of play wherever, but like big bodies are coming back to the lineup at some point. So the minutes might not be there. And again, as Steve Kerr said, not an indictment of his play. It's just, you, you got a lot of guys to contend with that can help you win a championship. Right. Well, let's, uh, I'm going to stop you for one second, just because we had to pay some bills. But when we come yep. back, we're obviously going to talk about, cause you had a lot, I know you, you probably have a lot to say about Moody um, and all this stuff you're, you're telling the audience about Kaminga is incredible because I think a lot of fans are getting impatient about seeing more minutes from him. You also brought up a name that I really want to touch on, which is John, uh, James Wiseman. We'll talk about that and so much more with Kevin Dana. Again, you can follow him on Twitter at Kevo408. Um, and Warriors fans, if you love the Warriors, Kevin is someone you should be following. I mean, this again, he's a play-by-play voice of the Santa Cruz Warriors, and just because you're in Santa Cruz most of the time doesn't mean you, you, your ear isn't on the pulse of what's going on with the Golden State Warriors. Uh, but first, let's talk about Price Picks, a longtime sponsor of Locked On Warriors and just the Locked On Podcast Network. You've been hearing people talk about Price Picks for months. Have you signed up yet? If you haven't, now is the perfect time. For a limited time, Price Picks has an exclusive no brainer of an offer. Uh, for all users, you get $50 for free if a player in your first Price Picks entry scores just a single point, but you must use the code. NBA. Again, if you use the code NBA, all you need is just one player in your first prize picks entry to score just a single point. And this exclusive offer is available to locked on fans only who use the code NBA. Prize picks has the best NBA daily fantasy sports prop game on the market. It offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. So check it out. Head to prizepicks.com uh, and sign up. It's fun. And again, if you use the promo code NBA, you get $50 free if your prize picks entry only scores a single point. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. And Cyrus. <laughs> On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Thanks for making Lockdown Warriors your first listen every day. When I press that button, dude, it's too late, man. What were we gonna say? Kevin? I, I was just gonna it. say, uh, talking about uh, the the daily fantasy thing. That is yeah. the one drawback of uh, broadcasting for a G League or NBA team. I wish I could bet on sports, but I can't. Uh, Are there rules against that? Yeah, yeah, you, okay. you can't do it, and you know, so so I don't bet on sports, but uh, I wish I could. Let me just put it gotcha. like that. So yeah. Kevin Dana was not one of the people who profited off Draymond Green playing no. seven seconds during Clay Thompson's first game. No. The people who had the inside source on that killed it. And I've heard <laughs> speculation that that, uh, that the bookies were not going to accept that wager. We're not going to grant winnings for that. But anyways, we got Kevin Dana here. You can follow him on Twitter at Kevo408. He cannot bet on games, unfortunately. So sorry for missing out on prize picks and anything else related to sports gambling. Uh, but you do have tremendous insights when it comes to the Warriors and especially the younger Warrior players who uh, make the frequent trip to Santa Cruz. Um, so uh, anything you want to finish up on Jonathan Kaminga? I mean, again, he last night tremendous performance from him i you know and we talked about it again 22 minutes and i believe 17 minutes of play uh just a phenomenal stat line um and so what do you see for 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 uh coming i guess wrapping up that topic like do you think his minutes are just going to be the same as they are playing 15 to 20 possible scrub time um, or do you think it's good? he's going to actually start playing real meaningful minutes? I mean, yeah, finish up your thoughts on, on Kaminga, please. Yeah, so, I mean, to me, I define meaningful minutes as anything that is not garbage time. Um, and so, like, I think he will have meaningful minutes. I just think it'll be tough for him to av- get his average of minutes per game up north of 15 by the end of the season. Like, I, I think it'll be tough for him to top 13 minutes a game just because of – you know, when you get Draymond and Wiseman back, those are minutes that, that won't be there as much for him. Uh, all, Otto Porter Jr. is playing well. You have to think about Andre Iguodala when yeah. he is available to play. You know, obviously they're being very cautious with him since he's at the tail end of his career. Uh, so it, there's just a lot of bodies for him to compete with minutes right now. But when he's out there, he, he's doing well. And I guess the, my final thought on Kaminga is I think he's a quick learner. And what I mean by that is that his quality of shot has improved so much from the beginning yeah. of the season. Like the three point shots he's putting up right now are a direct result of him taking a lot better looks, right? He's not forcing up. I, I can't remember the last time he jacked up an unnecessary three, like oh, every shot he's true. putting up from three is like wide open and within the offense. Great and call. You know, he's up to 35, uh, 34.5%, which, uh, you know, they tell you in math class, round up the 0.5. <laughs> so 35% <laughs> from three on this season. Like, for a guy who is 27% from three in the G League last year with Ignite or somewhere around there, he was like mid to high 20s. You know, he's in the mid 30s from three, and it's all because he's taking the right shots. And so, and I know that that's something that has kind of been honed in. Uh, that you know they they've talked with him about and also about playing hard and I feel like he took that message to heart because there haven't been yes. really complaints about him not playing hard since that G League game in, in South Haven Mississippi against the Memphis Hustle two weeks ago so I think he's a quick learner he's asking questions there was a story about him like when they played in Chicago and you know he's like oh yeah Steve Kerr played for the Bulls he's like hey how many times did you win here you know he's kind of a you know he he's I mean, his, his basketball knowledge base, because of you know, just kind of his upbringing, you know, being from a different continent and everything, like he didn't grow up 
you know, he had to watch the NBA in on highlights in internet cafes, right? Right, he, right. He have the knowledge base that American players do. So, like, he he's learning as he goes on, and it, it's a lot of fun to watch. It's incredible. I want to play the soundbite real quick. Uh, this is a, a Kaminga. I don't know if this is his first time answering questions in the postgame presser, um, but the highlight of last night's Mavericks game was probably that monster dunk. Yeah. Uh, that that was just really was just eye opening. Um, and here's Kaminga talking about that. Is that your favorite dunk this season? I'll say yeah. It's my favorite one. The, is uh, the, what are the competitors with that? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I haven't gotten out like that yet, so. Jimmy G felt great, baby. So there you yeah. go. Uh, <laughs> um, so what about, you know, you bring up Wiseman and, and, and that's a name that's really starting to become a divisive issue among dub nations simply because again, the sample size is small. Um, you know, it, it, you know, uh, Connor Letourneau, the beat writer for the San Francisco Chronicle was on with me last week. And he said, he, even he was surprised um, at the, re- the relative ambiguity of the Warriors in terms of the messaging. Um, they never really publicized that he had a follow-up procedure until Anthony Slater kind of released that information. Uh, and, and like, Is he going to play? I mean, I would love your thoughts, or even if you know anything specific, I mean, any information would help. But, yeah, what are your thoughts? I mean, are we going to actually see him play this year? And, and how do you think he's going to fit in with this rotation? Yeah, I mean, uh, unfortunately, I, I don't have the inside information on, on James Wiseman. You know, they've kind of said it in the media. You know, I heard it last night on the TNT broadcast that when he comes back, he'd start by playing in Santa Cruz, which I don't know that for sure. But, like, okay. I hope that happens from a selfish standpoint. I want to see him in Santa Cruz. Give him to us for a few games. Uh, just let him <laughs> work out the kinks. But, I, yeah, I mean, I understand why people would be frustrated because the messaging at first was that he would be back by training camp and then, training camp turned into the start of the regular season. They thought maybe he'd come back by Thanksgiving. There was that report yeah. that he could come back by Thanksgiving. Now, obviously we're in 2022 and he hasn't hit the court yet. And it doesn't look like he's going to be coming back in the next week or so either. So it, it's not on the immediate horizon. I mean, I, I feel for James, right? He's, he's yeah. gotten frustrated as all hell that you know, he, yeah, he had that setback in, in December, which Anthony, in his reporting, Anthony Slater said is not uncommon to have that follow-up procedure. Right. Um, but, yeah, yeah it's, uh, I, I feel for James. It's got to be a tough time for him. Let's say best case scenario. Uh, actually, you know what? We'll, we'll talk about the best case scenario uh, when we come back with Kevin Danig and follow him on Twitter at Kevo 408 and I'd love to get your thoughts on, let's say, best-case scenario. All-star break comes and passes, and Wiseman's back in the rotation. Um, I'm curious to know uh, if you think he's going to be actually a player we can count on when the postseason starts. Because, that's I mean, this is a championship-pursuing team, and that's really what we're focusing on here. So we'll talk about that. Moses Moody, Clay Thompson had a phenomenal night. We'll touch on that and more as we slowly wrap this show up. Uh, but first, let's talk about built Bars. Kevin, have you ever had a built Bar? I don't think so. What is a Bilt Bar? It's a fantastic, yummy snack bar. Uh, it's a protein bar, more specifically, that tastes like a candy bar. And it might probably taste even better. My partner in crime on Locked On Warriors, Dieter Kurtenbach, 
swears by these things. Uh, they're dipped in chocolate, which alone sounds amazing. Mm. Uh, yes. Most built bars only contain 130 calories uh, compared to a candy bar, which has 240. It only has four grams of sugar, which is well, well whereas a candy bar has nearly eight times the amount of sugar. What uh, kind of sorcery only... is this, Cyrus? What kind of what? Sorcery is this to get all that yummy? You know, <laughs> I know. Well, I'm reading these the copy, and they still haven't sent me any yet. I'm still waiting on it because I haven't tried one yet, but it's just everybody's telling me these things are amazing. Wes Goldberg, who hosted this before me, loves these things. And they have 17 grams of protein. So here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes, wherever you hide your yummy munchies, and toss them out. Replace them with Built Bars. So many amazing flavors to choose from. Uh, my colleague on the Rick Berry Show loves coconut almond. I'm going to try to score him some of that. Cookies and cream is my personal favorite. They also got peanut butter brownie, raspberry, salted caramel, mint brownie, so much more. Built's always coming out with new limited-time flavors, so check out Built.com often to see what's new. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Just use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. And today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Kevin Dana joins me. He's the voice of the Santa Cruz Warriors. You can follow him on Twitter at Kevo408. You can follow me on Twitter at DogSurfRoadShow. You can follow this program on Twitter at LockedOnDubs. James Wiseman, let's say best case scenario. In my opinion, best case would probably be after the All-Star break. Um, what do you see? If, if let's say he comes back, he's healthy, his knee feels great. Um, every former player, almost everyone I've ever personally spoken to, loves this kid. They think he, the potential is sky high, like even beyond DeAndre Ayton. Like, like he might be a combo of like an Ayton and a Kevin Durant. I'm hearing crazy things about him if he actually ever plays, gains experience, and is healthy. Um, for practical reasons, that's obviously not going to happen this year. But what do you see from James Wiseman if, let's say, he's healthy and he comes back in mid-February? Can he crack the rotation for the postseason? Do you think it's just going to be sparse minutes for him to gain experience? Like, what are your yeah? What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question, Cyrus. I mean, I definitely think he he cracks the rotation for the regular season, right? Because like, at I mean, the Warriors are going to be safe in a playoff spot. Yeah, at this point, they're thirty-five and thirteen. Oh, yeah. It would take a miracle for them to drop into the play-in round, right? So, like, obviously, you want to have as many home games as possible in the postseason. Uh, they're prob they're probably going to be good to host at least a first-round series. They might need to duke it out with memphis for the two seed and obviously they're still looking up at, at phoenix right now uh so like they're not going to be throwaway games but i mean i saw enough from james wiseman last year to think that yeah to agree with the people you've been talking about cyrus i think this guy kid has a very high ceiling yeah. i know all the 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 net rating numbers on off minutes with him last year were not good I also know that he played three games of college basketball before that year, and he averaged 11 points and nearly six rebounds a game without really knowing how to play the professional game. <laughs> right. And if you can yeah. do, like, 
His first game at Brooklyn, he had like 19 and 8, hit four of five from three. He started that game, and yeah, the Warriors got demolished, like just molly whopped. Like it was not a pretty first two games of the regular season last year. Uh, Brooklyn, no, it wasn't. I remember that back to back. Yeah, but um, James. I mean, the initial reaction to James Wiseman was, "This kid's the truth," and, and like it just. I mean, I know the the advanced statistics were not good on him last year, and yes, he looked like he uh, had a lot of learning to do within the system. But this is a kid who, you know, by all accounts, works his tail off and, like, is trying to figure these things out. I think he will come back with not as much of a deer in the headlights look this year. I think. Right. But while, all right, while he hasn't played an NBA game since uh, since that game against the Houston Rockets last year. And, like, my, my hope, this is kind of my, my one thing about that injury. If he, was, if he was a right-handed guy, I don't think he gets blocked. And I don't think he suffers that injury. Oh, that's crazy. Which, which is just, it's unfortunate, right? He, he's a yeah. lefty. He's going to be great. But, like, if he's a right-handed guy, right-handed dominant from where he's taken off from, like, the guy would have had to come across his body to block that shot. And, I mean, it's just one of those really kind of freak accident kind of things that, that unfortunately yeah. set him back. And it's not James's fault at all. Um, but it was just one of those things like, oh, man, I, I felt so bad for him. Um yeah, I think I think he plays rotation minutes for sure in the regular season. Now the, the postseason could be a different thing because traditionally benches get shorter, right? When you go, yeah. you're playing eight, eight and a half guys. Maybe a ninth guy gets in there for eight to ten minutes in a game. I could see Wiseman getting eight minutes in the playoffs, ten minutes for sure. But like, are you really going to go away from assuming everyone's healthy? Steph, Clay, Draymond, Looney, Wiggins as your top five, like. That that that's the, with the way Kevon Looney has played this year, oh. you 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 can't really like just completely get him off the floor. Like he's I, correct, too good. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think long term, James Wiseman's going to be fine. Like Joel Embiid didn't play his first two years in the league, right? Like that's a good point, man. That's it, a good and, damn point. I'd not even think about and that. And he played like thirty-one games his first season. So and like people are still like pining for him to be rookie of the year that year. Look at you convincing me to stay on the Wiseman so, train. That was a great argument, my so, man. Wow. So Look it, at that. Like we, I mean, Ben Simmons didn't play his first year as well. He's yeah. not playing this year for entirely yeah. different reasons. But and Blake Griffin, yeah. Yeah, Blake Griffin as well. Good, good. There, there's a, so like, I mean, yes, it it is frustrating for James. It is frustrating for fans that he's played 39 games in you know now a season and a half. But, like, this isn't the first time it's happened with a big guy before. And, you know, those guys we've talked about have all gone on to have great careers. I, I don't think it's time to sound the alarm long term. Yes, I want to see James Wiseman sooner rather than later. But that's a like, you know, you're you've sold me, man. That, that like I, I am now a little I'm feeling a little better about James Wiseman after you said that. And and uh, I, I just really hope this kid's healthy because 10 yeah. years from now, we could be looking at part two of the dynasty with Kaminga, Wiseman, Moody. Um, before we talk about Moody to wrap things up, and I know you got to go in just a minute here, um, I have to play this soundbite because it was just awesome. Uh, this was the post-game uh, interview uh, oh, yes. with Greenberg. Talk to Clay. Clay Thompson and uh, just the reason why we all love Clay. So this was all this was following the game. Clay Thompson had a solid game, not spectacular by any means, 15 points, but you could clearly tell uh, that both that he was slowly coming back. There's, you could saw yeah. glimpses of the old Clay. 
Uh, and Stephen Curry had another game like that, too, where the numbers didn't pop, but they both passed the eye test, right? So here is Clay yeah. Thompson uh, speaking with uh, is it Jared Greenberg, I believe, um, yep. following the Warriors-Mavericks game. NBA with uh, the man they call the captain around here, Clay Thompson embraced to get play it, it certainly feels as if this was one of the more complete big guys have had in a long time and to do it against the team that was playing so well coming into tonight what does this do for you guys see captain that's it just see captain that's it just see captain that was awesome it is, man. Um, and just to finish things up here, uh, you know, I, I feel like Moses Moody, every time he plays in the G League for Santa Cruz, I see those stat lines. I see the highlights on Twitter. Um, and, and real quick, if you don't mind, promote the, the Santa Cruz Warriors Twitter account when, when, when you take over here in a second. But what do you think about Moody? Like, should he be playing more? Do you respect Kerr for just keeping on the bench, even though he's lighting it up uh, in Santa Cruz? Like, give us your thoughts on Moses Moody, please. Yeah, no. So, A, at G League Warriors on Twitter uh, for your Moses Moody highlights. Uh, he's been killing it in the G League. He's yeah. been killing it more than I expected him to kill it in the G League. Like, uh, it, it's only eight games. I just took down his, his, his numbers. But it is in eight games in the G League, 27.5 points, 5.5 rebounds, 47% from the field, 37 from three, 90% from the foul line. Like, those Ooh. are ridiculous numbers. Um he is, I think I'm fine with the, with the approach to, to Moses right now. It'd be nice to see him get a few more minutes. I mean, yeah. Uh, at Memphis, he had a really good game. I want to say he had something like 10 points and six rebounds. Someone would, would need to check me on that. But like in that loss to Memphis, he played well. And uh, it's just, again, like who are, who are you going to give fewer minutes to, to give to Moses? Yeah. And I, I just, everyone above him, is proven and it, it's tough when you're averaging seven minutes a game and you're a rookie to, to get more than that. Like yeah. one thing, it, proving yourself in the G leagues, one thing, proving yourself in an NBA regular season games, a, a completely different thing. But I, I thought I saw some positives from Moses last night in garbage time. thought it was big yeah. for his confidence that he hit a three. Cause now, I mean, he's five of 34 from three, but I would tell you if like those 34 threes, came in a six game span where he was getting 12 minutes a game or, or you know, you know, I guess it'd be tough to get up six threes a game in 12 minutes. <laughs> you have to be Clay Thompson basically. But, um, but if, if, if those 34 threes that he's taken over the course of this regular season were in a six game stretch where he's in more of a rhythm, he wouldn't be five of 34 from three. There's too much of a sample size from his year at Arkansas and now in the G league where he's 37% from the NBA line in the G league. He was 37% from three in Arkansas, like the five of 34. I can't, I don't think you can really look into much because it's tough when you're shooting one or two threes a game and you're a rookie and this yeah. is your first experience playing in the NBA. Well, those shots are, are going to be off just, and like the same, we saw Kaminga, it took a while for him to get his three going. And now that he's getting regular minutes, he's up to 35% and, and Moody's shot is more advanced at this stage. I would say than Kaminga's is. But Kaminga, Kaminga's shot is definitely uh, on the rise. So, it, yeah, it's it's just one of those things where the percentages aren't going to look good for Moses just because he's not getting consistent minutes. But, like, hitting a three last night was good. He got a couple of rebounds, a couple of tough rebounds. I like that as well from him. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and when he has played, you know, the, the Toronto game, I think it was, when they, when they sat basically everyone, started Kaminga, Moody got time, then – had the game in Memphis where he played some good rotation minutes off the bench. Yeah, no, I 
it's just it's one of those things where I, I, I think it's tough for him to, to play Moses over other players in the rotation right now. Yeah, and, and just from my sense of things, I feel like just Kaminga just so far has a much better grasp of the speed of the game. Like it just is everything just seems to be coming natural to him and and Moody just seems like a step behind Kaminga's pace in the grand scheme of things. That's just from what I'm seeing. But um, Kevin, man, you're amazing. I hope we do this regularly. Yeah. Uh, and people, again, go down to Santa Cruz, man. Like, like promote real quick. If you want to see a Santa Cruz Warriors game, are there tickets available? Can they, uh, how do people go see the Warriors in Santa yeah, Cruz? Yeah, no, you can uh, go to SantaCruzBasketball.com or the Santa Cruz Warriors website. I think it's 831-714-4400 or 831-713-4400. I think there's two different phone numbers. Um, And, and yeah, no, come on down to a game. Next home (laughs) game is February 4th against the Rio Grande Valley Vipers. They have Gerald Green on that team right now. Uh, He came out of retirement to try and make an NBA comeback. That's Houston's G League affiliate. Now, he didn't play last night. Santa Cruz actually got smoked by the Vipers by 24 (laughs) But uh, they, they got some they got some interesting players. So they'll have like Usman Garuba, who's their first round pick uh, on assignment. Um, they'll they 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 have they have some interesting guys on that team. Trevlin Queen, Dacia Nix, their two way guys. Dacia Nix was Jonathan Kaminga's teammate on Ignite last year. Um, and they're still like I want to say got probably 13, 14 home games left. So plenty of chances to come see the C Dubs. I'm going to try to do it for sure. seems like an amazing family affair. I'm bringing the step kid with me. I took him to his first Warriors game recently. And all my, my pro surfer buddies in Santa Cruz, they rave about the Santa Cruz Warriors. They're like, they're going, they're going to the games. And so I'm going to go with some of them soon. I'll reach out to you to help me out, hopefully. And tell your partner, Drew Schiller, I want him on, man. Like, for yeah. some reason, the vibe I'm getting from him when he does message me back is like, well, I'm not covering the Warriors, so he doesn't feel like he's an expert. It's like, dude, you're Drew Schiller, man. Come on, dude. I, I could care less how much you're following them. But your, your personality and you're funny and you're insightful. Uh, I, you two have a great partnership there. Um, and, and and again, you you, you sometimes cover for, for Tim Roy. Uh, and I love hearing you covering the Warriors. I really think you're the future of the team when it comes to the broadcasting side. So all the best to you, man. Keep it going. Um, and again, hopefully I'll see you soon down in Santa Cruz and hopefully we'll see you back on the program again. Anything else you want to promote besides your, you can follow Kevin Dana on Twitter at Kevo 408. Anything else you want to promote before we wrap things yeah. up? Um, we're on, uh, we're on NBC sports Bay area plus tomorrow night, five 30, taking on the Rio Grande Valley Vipers again. So, uh, you know, before, uh, before the Minnesota game, you know, you can catch the first half of the Santa Cruz game, then, uh, turn on back, uh, to, to, to seven eighty if you have Xfinity, um, like me. Um, that's the HD channel of NBC Sports Bay Area Plus. I don't know what it is on 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 other uh, cable providers, but yeah, it's on Hulu I think. So you you guys are on Hulu. That's how I watch okay. my content, nice, and, nice. and I love it. So yeah, and you can Great. watch Kevin for the TV broadcast and uh, and so much more. Um, thank you so much, man. Yeah, and we'll, no. we'll talk soon. Thank thank you, Cyrus. Thanks for having me on. I'd be happy to do it again. Absolutely. And congrats, Dub Nation, for a great win last night. Uh, Dieter will take the realm tomorrow, the helmet tomorrow. And uh, and I'll be back on Friday. Uh, Till then, take care. Later.